the the setup is that they're to have an exclusive interview with a high profile Mexican drug lord. Right. And then it ends up being Leo, but you don't know, you don't really know that it's going to like, you can kind of get an inkling that it could be him. <clears throat> you don't know. And then this, they we- wheelchair in this old guy and he's like, Oh, the Manos Blanc. So good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. He's like, and then Leo, old guy or something yeah, like that. Well, Leo walks in. He's like, "This is my dad." He's like, "This is my dad." <laughs> I flew him in from Florida. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I recognize him from the pictures." Yeah, that makes sense. And he's like talking to him, and he's like, "He is deaf." <laughs> he cannot hear you. Do you know what uncancel means? Have you ever thought about what happened to those TV shows that were advertised every single week until their plug was ultimately pulled? Well, we have. Welcome to the show that's bringing Dead TV back from the grave. We review pilot and finale episodes of television series that disappeared as quickly as they debuted. Maybe we will like the show enough to want to bring life back into its corpse, or maybe it's better left dead. Will we leave it in the trash, or will we give it a second pass? Either way, this is Uncancelled, giving trash TV the chance it never deserved. If you haven't yet become a Patreon for Uncancelled, now's the time. For just $2.99 a month Canadian, you'll get access to episodes as soon as we finish them. Just this last week, we released episodes 11, The Tick, episode 12, Gross Point, episode 23, That's My Bush, and episode 24, Stella. Those last two are out months before they'll be released to the public, so don't wait until the fall to hear about your favorite show. Additionally, we'll be releasing two different versions of episode 15, Tuca and Birdie, on the Patreon, so you'll get to choose which version goes public. The fate of that episode lies in your hands, but only if you're a patron. So head on over to patreon.com slash uncancelled today to get started. Oh, my mic is crooked. A great way to start off uncancelled. Where we go through shows that have been cancelled based off thrilllist.com. We've got 30 episodes, 30 shows to go through. My guest co-host is Tom from Tom Storytelling with Tom and Mike. Thank you for having me. For this one, we picked John Benjamin Has a Van. John Benjamin Has a Van. This was your pick, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And I picked this on the strength of the uh, viewings that I'd had of it in the past. Um, I knew that I liked the show to begin with, so it immediately stuck out to me. It's like, yeah, I need to sing this show's praises, but I hadn't watched all the episodes, so I the both the pilot episode and the last episode were were new to me, uh, which I think is great because I have a fresh perspective, untinged by my nostalgia. Untinged by your nostalgia. Now, did you see this uh, when it came out originally? When it originally aired, did you see any of the episodes? I saw a couple. Yeah, I saw one. Uh, the one that sticks out to me, and I'll talk about it a little bit later on, is the one where uh, their sound guy gets uh, abducted. 
<laughs> it's a really good one. Sounds pretty funny. Yeah, that was that one's a good one. And then there's there's one where uh they're like in Mexico, I think, and John Benjamin pushes his producer into the the like past the border into the next country. Okay, yeah, that, that's the pilot. Yeah, is huh? that the pilot? Because I thought yeah, the pilot was... was the one about Little Italy. Because that's the one I watched. I, I've seen the other one a couple oh, really? of times, but no, the pilot's border. I'm oh pretty sure. wow, that's, that's the one I saw. That's funny. So we'll, we'll our notes will be. A I little think different. the pilot's border. I'm gonna have to confirm this because <laughs> I was a little confused with when I was I was trying to find it on iTunes and iTunes had them out of order. Yeah, and it it was glitching, and then eight became ten. And then I went to click it, and then it it bought it, oh. and I was oh you oh, and then it, it glitched, and I was like, man, are you kidding me? Like what? Yeah, I it's ended like, up. Tom, you bastard. <laughs> I ended up using Voodoo because I I really don't like iTunes. It's a really pain, it's painful to use, especially on oh, PC. It's so difficult. Oh my gosh, it was like, what? How is this working? Yeah, episode one is Border. Little Little Italy is the second episode. Interesting. Well, I happen to have watched Border enough times that I can go from memory. So, so I'm going to have to toss some of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Well, maybe you can share them later. Yeah. Now, Smoking was the final episode. Smoking, yes. I did definitely watch Smoking. Okay, because I almost watched uh, The Curse, which is number eight, but was then listed as number 10 on iTunes and then disappeared. Wow. So figure that one out. Yeah. But then I went to IMDb and I confirmed that smoking is the last one. So overall rate one to 10. I mean, I guess you would have a bit of a different perspective based off the overall rating of the series i do and and uh the way i looked at it was had i only seen the two episodes that i watched i would have given it a 75 percent out of 100 um knowing what i know about the show i'd be more inclined to give it like an 88 percent yeah oh yeah really yeah it's very transgressive in some ways and uh, I enjoy that in comedy when when the aim is to confuse almost as much as it is to entertain. Right. Uh, I, yeah. I love it's a bit that. of a ruse. Yeah. yeah. It's it's almost misdirection. It is, of. and it's almost antagonistic to the audience, which which I enjoy. I appreciate that because it's like it's like that restaurant you were talking about where you go get um, roasted. Yeah. yeah, Dick's last resort. Yeah, yeah, like like there's a certain element to that 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 appeals to me of just going into something and just being like, if you don't get the joke, you can fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, this is what we are. Yeah, yeah <laughs> deal with exactly. it. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I I would give it based off what I saw. I would say. So Seven, I I would say seven out of ten overall. Okay. Uh, really loved the the border. Yeah, border was which we're about to jump into. I gave that an eight, and then I gave smoking 
uh, six. Okay. I just wasn't, I didn't feel like it was, it, it, I often, I've, I've found having this be the third episode that I liked the pilot a lot more than the last episode. <laughs> and I wonder if that will change on probably going to be a trend, you know? Yeah. First pilots have to be strong. Right. To be picked up, you know, and then once you get in deeper into the season, you know, you're going to have some weaker themes. Well, you have just weeks and weeks and weeks or months even to, to prepare a pilot and then a week for each episode after that, once they pick you up. So even if you've written stuff in advance, um, like a lot of times I think it's like rewriting to the last minute. I don't know if you ever saw seven days to air. It's the documentary on, on South park. And it, no, I have not. It's very interesting. They basically, f- they work around the clock for a full week to get their show on the air. And a lot of times they'll present it to comedy central with minutes to go. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. it's incredible, but their writing process is so, I mean, their whole process is really, really interesting to get into. And it just takes you through like one of their episodes and what a typical week for them is like in terms of writing. Um, Hell. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. There's a really funny part that I identify with so much where Matt Stone is sitting at a computer writing and someone brings him McDonald's and he's like, I know this is garbage and I shouldn't eat it, but it's like, you know, writing is the loneliest thing in the world. And, and especially when you're like doing rewrites and you're working by yourself and, and, uh, uh, this makes me happy for five minutes. <laughs> it's like, and then I'm sad again. Yeah. Writing is so, so miserable, but so rewarding. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I love having written, but writing sucks. You hear about these, like these movies or whatever, and they'll be like, "Oh, I was going through hell when I wrote that." And like, I was on a freaking two week, two week bender. Yeah, you know, my relationship fell apart. I was in this hotel room, sweating. (laughs) 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 It was like, and then I wrote this. It's like, but I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, the things you will do for art. So what, what would be your feelings on this show as a whole? Like just in terms of a show, like what are your feelings on it specifically? The whole show. It's slightly original, but it's slightly, it's like just enough to keep me interested, but not, enough that i want to see every episode yeah yeah it's um i i i agree it, it, it feels like the format is so derivative you know um it's like yeah. oh yeah you know man on the street segments and all that kind of stuff like there's not a whole lot of stuff but then you know there are moments of absolute brilliance you know that yeah. just pop up every now and then that make me go, all right, I'm, I'm going to keep watching because this really made me laugh. And uh, a lot of them, I think, may be unscripted. I think they're just the actors hamming it up. And they're I so, think so. Yeah. the casting is amazing in this show. 
Oh, the casting is very good. Yeah, there's so many like old alt comedy yeah. people, and it, it's got Nathan Fielder from Nathan for You. Yeah, uh, in one of his yeah. earlier roles, and and he's really funny as as the sound guy. <laughs> he's brilliant. So let's talk about Border. First episode. They're pretty hilarious, mm-hmm. and like it did. The way it's kind of like it kind of drags along, but then like there's a payoff. Yeah, like I feel like after each segment, there's a bit of a payoff, mm-hmm. and you kind of know where it's headed. But then it's kind of like, oh, hurry up and get there, and then it gets there, and then it's kind of unexpected at the same time. And it's such a, a brilliant thing. The way it's like you know he's going over the border. <laughs> <laughs> it's called border, but. You just don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you touched on it. He just pushes his producer over the border <laughs> every time. He From like U.S. to Mexico. <laughs> U.S. to Mexico, then Mexico to Guatemala. And then like down to <laughs> Venezuela or something like that. Um, like, El Salvador. El Salvador, yeah. It's like- and then he pushes him from El... And then he gets him back in the end. He gets John Benjamin back in the end, and he pushes John Benjamin uh, over the border of El Salvador into Guatemala. I can't remember that far south, but (laughs) (laughs) eventually gets him back when they're being chased by the army. And he's like, they're going to kill me. And he's like, I got your fucking passport. Fuck you, John. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not funny. That they're going to kill me, you dick. It's like, I just did it. And that's my joke. <laughs> He's more pissed off about his joke being stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's a, that sort of indifference to everything but his show uh, or, or something like that, like, like is, is common throughout a lot of the episodes, I think. Because I've, yeah. I've seen him do it in other ways where it's like he doesn't care about his crew or his own personal safety. But if something happens to his van or something, he's like, well, I need that van. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the show. We don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of, of Border? Uh, I loved it. I, I It was one of my first uh, it was my introduction to the show uh, years ago. And I can't remember the actor's name, the producer, but I've liked him and other stuff. And it just sort of surprised yeah. me that that guy, who I remember doing serious roles, doing something so absurd and like a premise that's ridiculous. Like this was clearly like some conversation that that John Benjamin and a friend had, you know, sitting on their porch or something. Like, wouldn't it be hilarious if you? booted somebody over the border without a passport and they couldn't return and they just layered it and layered it and layered it. And it, and that's where the brilliance comes in is that they keep repeating the punchline and, and, and it keeps paying off. You know, he becomes like yeah, the dog, exactly. some cartel, and then he becomes like a warlord, like, like, yeah, like a he Pablo becomes Escobar character. Yeah. Sort of. He becomes the, the Manos Blanc, yeah, <laughs> which I think would obviously transfer to like the white man. Yeah, the white man. <laughs> uh, 
thinking of uh, Leo Allen. Is that his name? Yes, he's actually a writer and a producer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know I've seen him in other stuff too. He's uh yeah, he's he's uh, he's a comedian for sure. Um he's mostly a writer. He's been in some serious like dramedy type things, but more as like a uh, supporting role. He doesn't look to have been in anything. I'm looking up his acting credits and he's only been in in he's not really the the biggest thing he's ever been in is it's kind of a funny story Mm. which is what was that that was the oh yeah that was with emma roberts and zach galifianakis right uh, right that was yeah and zach galifianakis plays a kind of serious role and it was right at his like hangover popularity so it was kind of a right okay that's probably his most okay so it was in that but, I mean, he's mostly known as a writer and producer, which he played the producer, in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> With his acting background, he could obviously kind of pull this off. Yeah, yeah. To the point where it, he was just playing a version of himself. They were all playing versions of themselves. They, yeah, they really are. I, I feel like, like a, a lot of stuff in this show comes from like improv takes. Like, I feel like they do 20 or 30 takes and, and try something different every time. Yeah. And just see what works. Um, the way that um, Leo Allen, like, he gets pushed into Mexico. And on the further south he gets pushed into, he just develops a thicker Spanish accent. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's great. He's like, no, it means this in Spanish. It's like you've been speaking Spanish since Mexico. <laughs> Nothing changed. Why are you it's like suddenly the accent is thicker, but it's the same language? <laughs> and isn't it like, yeah. isn't it, isn't he kind of um, like a really short amount of time in between encounters with him, too? Like improbably short where he wouldn't have developed a immaculate um, understanding of Spanish. I think it was a month or something yeah, exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah. like I mean, like every time it was like a month or something. <laughs> <laughs> like just not enough time at all. Not even close, right. Let's keep talking about that. I think let's keep talking about that and then we'll we'll get into the final episode after because we're on a high right now. Yeah, for sure. Best scene. The best scene for me, I think it's a toss up of, of what he saw when John Benjamin shows up in Guatemala and he's waiting to meet with because the the setup is that they're to have an exclusive interview with a high profile uh Mexican drug lord. Right. There's like a reclusive and then it ends up being Leo, but you don't know. You don't really know that it's going to like, you can kind of get an inkling that it could be him, but you don't know. And then this, they wheelchair in this old guy and he's like, Oh, the Manos Blanc. So good to see you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. He's like, hey, just and then a Leo, random old guy or something. Yeah. Like that. Well, Leo walks in. He's like, this is my dad. He's like, this is my dad. <laughs> I flew him in from Florida. 
<laughs> he's like, oh, I recognize him from the pictures. Yeah, that makes sense. And he's like talking to him and he's like, he is deaf. <laughs> he cannot hear you. Oh, it was just so just the whole theme is misdirection and then they throw in a like they just throw in misdirections inside of misdirections and it's very it keeps you entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's kind of derivative, it it doesn't matter because of the way they present it. It's a, it's kind of all in the presentation. I, I think that in a sense they're making fun of their derivativeness is actually making fun of the derivativeness of other shows like it. Yeah. It feels like they're taking a stab at the typical news takes themselves too seriously news show type situation, you know, like the the man on yeah, the street like, segment. We have an exclusive. Yeah, exactly. As far as best like, scene, no, I have no. to agree with you. That is the my favorite and and you reminded me of it because I actually, you know, it's been long enough. I've been a couple of years since I watched this episode and I even thought about watching it today. And I, I wish I had, cause I'd have a fresher take on it. So I don't remember like any of the little interstitial segments that they did. Unfortunately, Can um, you they did the, memory? they did the, um, you can't shoot here. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't shoot here. <laughs> They're like, hi, we're here for the show. If you can't shoot here. Saying you can't shoot. We know you can't shoot here. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you can't shoot here. And it's like, you can't shoot here. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I love this that. Is such a point blank joke. Yeah. That I, I, well, and he does that with like most of his segments when he's. Talking yeah. To that was fun. For, it was fun for a little bit. And then it got kind of too silly. They kind of overdid it. Mm-hmm. Because they just, it seemed like they just needed to fill time. Yeah. And so they ran with it a little too long because they didn't have anything else. One of the episodes I watched today, because I ended up buying the whole series. One of the episodes I watched today, he he would say, do you have a minute? And he'd just walk up and he'd be like, yeah, sure. And he'd just hold the microphone in their face and not say anything for a full minute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there's just people are like trying to fill the silence and like they're confused and it's awkward. And then after a minute he goes, All right, thank you for your time, and he just walks away. God damn it. Just purposefully wasting people's time. Yeah. And his well, not his own, I guess, because he's making the show, but I think that's just how they filled the gaps. Because they needed something to fill the gaps. Yeah. I think that was that had to be the improvisational idea. I don't think they knew exactly what they were going to do. They just figured that out in editing later. I I think that's the probably the the end all be all, be all of this show. If you really had to like sum it up in one sentence, occasionally brilliant comedy show that's making shit up the entire time. They're just yeah. they're just going by they're winging it yeah they're of. winging it the entire time last episode well i guess you can go first what did you think well you know we were just talking about how they're making it up as they go along this episode yeah. feels like they were just running out of ideas they had a yeah. bunch of small ideas and they just sort of tossed them together and rewrote them until they fit and that's what this feels like it feels like they were exasperated and just like shit. I don't. I I think we've we've run the well dry, guys. 
not even Bob Odenkirk could really make this this episode strong. And no, you know, it's there's a couple points that I liked. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say that the nested VHS recordings. Uh, when the priest is showing his Jesus smokes a pipe, yes, the whole Jesus pipe smokes a pipe was pretty good. I wouldn't say yeah. it's their best segment, but it's one of the best scenes in the show. Um, in that episode, I should say. Um, I like how when he went with that new crew, uh, the the video medium changed to that fuzzy analog camera that black and white it was sort of like washed out like 70s color okay yeah yeah it was really washed out and then he goes to yeah. the party and meets that girl well yeah bridget yeah bridget <laughs> so this uh, i wanted to say this show I, what i was gonna say to to open it which we kind of dance around but it was style over substance, and then it yeah. just became completely like only style and no real substance. Yeah, it was with this episode. It was just an aesthetic without real purpose. I kind of the I think the only thing I liked was when okay he meets Bridget or whatever, and then she's like, "It is what it is," and so she takes him. She he offers her a cigarette or whatever, and then they go back to you know, the hotel or whatever. And the idea is that they're going to have a fling <clears throat> or start a relationship of some sorts. Anyways. So it flips back to the hotel and he's like, make love to me again. It's like, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like with the, like they had the black and white aesthetic and yeah, it's very, it's a very French film. Yeah. And it was like, that was, but then it was just like, even that scene after that just fell apart. Kind of even that scene felt forced. Um, it did. Yeah. I mean, the actress actually, and I know that maybe this was just her maybe acting style or whatever, uh, for that role, but she felt like she didn't want to be there. I just got the impression. She was like doing it for the check and like, I don't care about this show. These guys aren't funny to me. Really? Yeah. I thought that was like her character kind it of. It could have been her like character. Like it is what it is. Uh, you That's know, what they're saying was. If so, then she did an excellent job of conveying to, in total indifference because that was the vibe that I was definitely getting. From. Yeah. Well, that was her. That was her kind of yeah. indifference, right? Yeah. She was. That was her catchphrase was "It is what it is." <laughs> <laughs> she said that to him, and then when when he sees her with Bob Odenkirk. I, She's like, it is what it is. I, I will say that something about this show triggered me. I couldn't, it's only 20 minutes long and I couldn't make it halfway through without going out for a cigarette. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I could see that if you smoke for sure. And it's called smoking. I mean, you yeah. gotta expect that they're going to smoke. I just didn't see like it. It's open with the, Jesus smoke a pipe or mm-hmm. does Jesus or Jesus smoked a pipe. I wish they would have done more with that. That would have been a probably yeah. a better episode. It's just like why they didn't, why they kind of went away from that. I, I don't know. And then why Kirk Hammett from Metallica. <laughs> I, I didn't, 
I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. He needed to like appear again, or yeah, something. It didn't make sense. No, I think what happened was that he liked the show or whatever, or like he heard about the show and 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 he was like, pull some strings. Like, I I'm a big celebrity, so I can do whatever the hell I want. You know, I'm a big rock star. Uh, I don't know how relevant Metallica is anymore, but when you're Kurt Kamet, um, you still kind of yeah, have some legends, sway, you know. Um, you know, so he must have pulled some strings and just got a place on the show. It's like Daniel Craig getting a stormtrooper role in the Star Wars sequels. You know, you don't see really? him. Yeah, did you know that? No. Yeah, Daniel Craig is one of the stormtroopers in the in Star Wars Seven. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, I don't even think it's credited. It may be credited, but it's definitely something that he did because he okay, just is a huge Star Wars fan. That's like when Matt Damon was in Euro Trip. <laughs> like, Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> I didn't see like, that movie, unfortunately. Oh, he plays. Uh, he plays like this pure stop like rocker who steals like the main character's girlfriend okay and then he's on stage singing the song like the main character is like scotty and it, the song is like scotty doesn't know scotty doesn't know and he's i <laughs> he think the other lyrics are all about like him fucking scotty's girlfriend in the tour van or whatever <laughs> <laughs> that's how he finds out that uh, but it's like so it's like you're just like it doesn't like you can barely tell that it's matt damon yeah he's just like it was i think it was right around the time of like the first jason Bourne too so it's just like what the fuck's jason Bourne doing here? <laughs> but the to get yeah so that reminds me of that i made even less sense than daniel craig being a stormtrooper yeah but it worked in that like it worked for matt damon and you obviously knew it was matt damon uh, like after the fact, <clears throat> and then this though, <sighs> like the whole plot line of of the the priest who 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 predicted apocalypse like fourteen times in a row inaccurately, you know they're making fun of that guy that uh, I can't remember what his name was, but he used to constantly predict the end of the world, and then move the goalpost back as it got closer and you know like he predicted the rapture like a dozen times so it's taken from it's taken from a a real thing but it's just been done and it wasn't strongly done you know it was i didn't pick up that like i didn't even pick that up i gotta be honest i i that was lost on me like i it's so unengaging i don't (laughs) i'm not surprised to be honest it was just not was a like, good episode. Well, yeah, I remember checking a couple times how much time was left. And it was <laughs> yeah. like, it's only been nine minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. yeah really Versus the first, like, Border was like, I just want to quickly go back to Border, and I want to actually say that the end was actually, might be tied for the best scene, just because it's him, it's Leo putting his arms up in the air, yelling Border, and then it zooms out on the earth. <laughs> And it's like, he just yells border and it's all about the border. And you're now finding out it was all about like when they say border, it was all about border. Yeah. 
which I guess this, you can say if it's all about smoking, I mean, it just wasn't, it's like, was it really all about smoking? Like, it, it never tied it back to being about smoking. Yeah, yeah, they really didn't. I mean, he just sort of, there was one scene that I found slightly amusing where he's like climbing up, he's like trudging up this hill. He's beaten and broken and he's lost his girl uh, that he never really had. And uh, he's like trudging up this hill and it's like an extended scene. So it gives the impression with the pacing and everything that he's climbing this huge, huge hill and he's coughing and he finally throws the cigarettes down, you know, and then there's like a a wide shot and he's literally gone up like a small (laughs) incline. He's like about 150 feet away from the camp that he was walking away from. So the climb was like completely inconsequential. And I thought that was pretty clever. But as far as <laughs> I almost don't want to talk about smoking anymore because it, it just bums me out. Yeah, It's such a down note. Yeah. I got to say worst scene. Worst scene. <laughs> worst scene is everything about smoking. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> No, I, I specifically, I made a note of it. I said the part where Bridget, where she's like, where they're like in the hotel and he's like, are you going to see him or whatever for like the set, like at the end? Mm-hmm. And she's like, we already had this conversation. And then I felt like it needed to be like, we already had this conversation, which we did. And then it needed to immediately cut. Like we already had this conversation and then I cut scene, <laughs> but instead it just kind of dragged on. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, it's like you kind of killed your own momentum. Yeah, yeah. Because that, to me, in the hotel was the, the best sequence. And even that was average, but it yeah. had some moments. I thought that the worst scene for me was the end of the world sequence where the, the ground is shaking and everything. And this isn't me this time, you know? And, and then the world just explodes. And I was like... <laughs> It just felt so stupid and rushed. Like it felt like yeah. it felt like they were like, we have 15 minutes to shoot this. Everybody just hurry up and get in places. You know, like we only have the fire hall for an hour. <laughs> yeah. We only have Bob Odenkirk for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Then he's got to fly before he has to go back to breaking bad. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he was doing then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's just, I don't know. The whole, the whole episode is garbage. It just feels like it was the, the dregs that they had left behind from their notes from every other episode reworked into an episode that this yeah. just doesn't click for me. And, right. and I think it, it may be the reason why the show did not continue. Um, is, yeah, is, it was just, well, it was always, it was always going to be an underdog. Yeah, I think it maybe could have got two seasons. It could have. I just don't think they had any more ideas. I I think they frankly ran out of ideas. Yeah. And that was right around the time that Archer started, too. So maybe. They- yeah, that's what we got to get into. Yeah. That brings it to the next. Is, well, actually. I think the next thing is what what did we think was the most unintentionally well, hilarious yeah. scene? I I don't I mean it's it's that's part of the format but yeah. this being a comedy you know it's 
I didn't really get any unintentional hilarity. I don't think then I would kind of think it was intentional, right? Yeah. I don't think there's anything this show does that is unintentional. I think they're very intentional. They're, they're trying to make you a little uncomfortable, a little confused. Um, the impression that I've always gotten uh, from this show and, and similar shows is that uh, the audience or as an audience member, you're either being laughed at or you're part of the joke. If you yeah. don't get the joke, you're automatically part of the joke. You're being made fun of for not getting it because you're now confused. And, and I, so I think when you're writing like that, there's no room for unintentional comedy because if the comedy becomes unintentional, it pulls into the premise of the show and it becomes organic. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. So there wasn't really anything that would constitute that. Now, would you, you, you bought the whole season. So I think you intend on watching the rest. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to watch them all today, but then I got sidetracked by some stuff. So I have it to sit and watch later, but yeah. How about yourself? Do you think you'd watch more episodes? The following is a paid program. We are, however, responsible for everything that will be said. 10% of nothingness. Let me do the math here. Nothing and then nothing. Not satisfied? Head on over to Uncancelled on Patreon. For prices as low as $2.99 a month, you'll get early access to each and every episode this season, as well as outtakes and bonus content. That's patreon.com slash uncancelled. it's a grub. Ain't no more gonna die. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Wait a minute. Throw some hers and ours in there. What's your hurry? Uh, probably not, no. I mean, that's a, that's a subject for later, but iTunes. I might watch the extra episode I got from iTunes if I can't refund it which seems unlikely i'll probably just eat it yeah whatever it's three bucks what are you gonna do if it was like if i see it on like tv which i don't really watch too much basic cable these days i'm not sure if a lot of people will do no maybe if it pops up on a streaming service and i and i i want to flick it on and i definitely watch border again mm-hmm and if it's uh if it's on a streaming service the whole season, I might just let it play through, but I'm not gonna seek it out and I'm not gonna look at at uh, uh, purchasing it. I'm sure you could find you know eventually it's gonna end up on YouTube somewhere, and then you can just yeah I'm surprised it's not. I was very surprised I it was wasn't too. yeah um there were tidbits, but they were not full episodes. I saw. The, the last two episodes, actually, one is on YouTube and the other series is on Daily Motion. Okay. So, you know, I was very surprised by this. I think it's because, in my experience, Comedy Central is very, very quick to launch DCMA strikes against people who post their stuff. Because if you look on almost any show, like type in any episode of any show, and you'll find clips on YouTube, but you'll and most of them are on the Comedy Central page. 
but you won't find full episodes. Um, there's a very protective. They're very protective. Yeah. Unfortunately, even though this show is not commercially available, or it is commercially available, but it's not like on a streaming service or anything like that, that you're still not going to find it for free. You got to pay for it. And you really have to be a fan of the show to want to pay 20 bucks or so to, to have it, you know, especially yeah. if you're not going to watch it more than once. Or you're really binging comedy network comedy central so it's comedy's network here is it okay yeah but comedy central comedy central shows i guess comedy central content mm -hmm. you're gonna binge watch that i don't know maybe if you're having like a weekend bender there is a lockdown right now depending on where you are and even then there we're still in a pandemic so yeah you might enjoy it i mean tom you you're gonna watch the rest so I don't think you're alone there, but ultimately, yeah, like you said, unless you're like, this is on a list of, of top 30 canceled shows. Yeah. So I, I gotta say, I think I'm, I'm one for three that I would watch the rest. Okay. I think I'm one for three so far. So this list is, is uh, certainly subjective. Oh yeah. But ultimately, you're going to watch the rest. I guess you'd have a more informed decision then. But And you have seen a few more episodes. But uh, would you have it? Like, could you see it being renewed? Oh, hell no. I don't think it's commercially successful enough. As a, If I were an executive, absolutely not. It, 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 it's, it's poison because no one's going to watch it. And that's probably why it got canceled in part. Um uh, uh, from, from a more likely standpoint of me as a, a comedy guy, absolutely. I'd love to see more, but I think they jumped the shark. I don't think they have anything else. Yeah. It was too um, unstructured. You know, you got a show like Archer or, or Bob's burgers where, yeah, he's doing so many. I feel like I was going to say, uh, just to interject is that yeah, what you like you said, Archer and Bob's Burgers and Family Guy, mm -hmm. uh, and like it seems like if you look at those shows and you look at this shows, the show there's kind of a similar bit of like format mm -hmm. and there's kind of you know misdirection and stuff like that, but it's it's now in a way where it's like you have the the gift of of animation, right? And and there's more of a, a budget too, mm -hmm. and you can just do more yeah. with a animation. Yeah, at the same budget or lower. Um, yeah, so he's doing so many. So yeah, I guess where you were going is is that with all that he's doing, that to have it renewed is like he's kind of doing that a better version of what he was doing. What I would like to see. I would love to see a more con not conventional, traditional, maybe like like format for sketch comedy, but really out there sketches like the kind of stuff that he would like to do if no one was watching over his shoulder, you know, and, and just have yeah. a lot of those, you know, those Mr. Show alumni and some of the other alt comedy people that that he's had on John Benjamin has a van and some of the other shows that he's done just pull them in and be like, yeah, you know, we want a, a regular troop. And then we want people who just come in for, 
individual appearances. I would love to see something like that. I think that would be like a spiritual successor to Mr. Show, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Mr. Show. <laughs> he changed. Uh, yeah. But now his name is H. John Benjamin. I think it always was. I think he just. Was knows, it really? I believe. I believe he's always been H. John Benjamin and he's been cast as John Benjamin simply because. Is that the joke? Is that there's an H in John regularly and he takes out the Maybe. H and he puts it in the. Let me look is, it up. H. John Benjamin. Is that a rib on his own name? His name is Harry. I, I was honestly, that's the first time I saw it as John Benjamin. And I was like, I wonder if it's, having known nothing about this series, I was like, I wonder if it's the same guy. Sure enough. Yeah. Wow. So his name is Harry. Harry John Benjamin. Okay. Yeah. God, he was in Dr. Katz. He was in home movies. I remember that. Um, Apparently he was a guest on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. None of those are ringing any bells for me, I guess. (laughs) Space Ghost uh, Coast to Coast was a show that aired before Comedy Central was a thing. It was on like TBS in the United States. And uh, it was was like... um, this old Hanna-Barbera cartoon called Space Ghost, which was just a typical kid's cartoon, you know, they would take animation cells from him and put them behind a desk with his villains behind other desks. And, and like, so, and it was like a talk show format and he would just get all these random celebrities on the show and none of it made any sense. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely absurd. H. John Benjamin has got to be uh, like mid fifties. Uh, he is fifty five. Holy cow! Yeah, hey, because they said, and I remember in I think it was Border, and they kind of mocked him for being like forty five. Yeah, well, that, that was fits ten years ago. I think so. it was about ten years ago that this show aired. Yeah, so it was t- two thousand eleven. So yeah, yeah. I didn't know whether he was just had early baldness or what his deal was. He's been around a while. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. You know, good for him for finally, you know, finding his niche and, yeah. and having, having, you know, wide success. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was like, he was, well, again, he was one of those alt comedy guys who was just sort of there in the system, you know, known by a lot of people, but not having any commercial success himself. And then I, I think Archer is really what put him on the map. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then if anything, Bob's burgers turned that appreciation into kind of like a rabid fandom because people who yeah. like Bob's burgers are like, it's kind of like, like Rick and Morty fans, like they're a specific set, you know? Like that's it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. They are. I mean, I like Bob's burgers. I didn't like it at first. I actually didn't like the animation style. Like the character design got on my nerves, but then I watched an episode where some guy gets stuck in a wall and, and that <laughs> had me laughing so much that I was like, I don't care about the animation style. This is brilliant. Me and you can settle up later. Where the hell did you get all that money from? Shh, don't ask. Don't ask. It's art girl. Please. Shut your mouth. What the? It's our call. But I. Shh, what the? Mu- shut your mouth. The, shut your you? mouth. I said, shut your mouth. It's our call. 
Wait a minute. Throw some Oz in there. What's your hurry?